Hey, this is Dino, and I'm the pastor of Revolution Church. Thank you for downloading this podcast. We hope this message is encouraging to you and will help you to discover God's unchanging love. For more information, visit our website at therevolutionchurch.com. Enjoy the message. Holy Spirit, you are welcome here. I love the words to that song because we're talking about the Holy Spirit and we're setting an atmosphere for the Holy Spirit to move in our midst. This is so beautiful. Thank you, worship team, for that song. And I want you right now, before we say anything else, let's just welcome the Holy Spirit. You realize the Holy Spirit is the reason why we do what we do. He is our empowerment. He is our direction. He is the, the, the ability to, to do anything we do in the kingdom of God. And we're talking about the Holy Spirit in this series, and it's just so amazing. Now, I just believe that as we continue to talk about the Holy Spirit, as we continue to worship, as we continue to believe together, we're going to see God do some amazing things even today. I want to say thank you to all of you guys who are joining us for the first time. We consider it an honor and a privilege that you would choose to worship with us, especially right smack dab in the middle of this series. We're talking ghost stories where we're talking about the Holy Spirit. We're talking about who the Holy Spirit is, his role in our life and what he does and what he doesn't do. And it's just been so enlightening. My brother Anton did an amazing job last week talking about in him we live and move and have our being. And and, and laced throughout his whole message and the whole series here, we're talking about the advantage. Did you know that as a believer in Jesus, that there are advantages that we have because of the Holy Spirit? It is God's will for you and I to have the advantage. If you're living a life that you feel like is boring and mundane and just like going nowhere, I am telling you this series is for you. The Holy Spirit will energize you. He will fill you with life. He will fill you with power. He'll fill you with adventure. Listen, I heard the story today and this is amazing because I've seen the exact same thing. I'm on a walk in my neighborhood and I see a leaf on the ground a dead leaf just laying there doing nothing, dead, falling off a tree. But then I've watched that same leaf get hit by the wind. And when that when the wind hits that leaf, that wind, that, that leaf starts spinning and starts doing all of these amazing gyrations that it couldn't do on its own. But when the wind hit that leaf, it turned into something different. And that's what happens. We are like that dead leaf lying on the ground. And when the wind of the Holy Spirit hits us, we start doing things that we never thought that we could do. That leaf was dancing so beautifully in the wind. And that's what happens when the Holy Spirit will hit you. You'll begin dancing. You'll begin doing things that you've never done before. It's called the empowerment. Jesus talked about it in Acts. He said, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. The wind of the Holy Spirit turning your life in inside out. In him we live and move and have our being, just like my brother said last week, understanding who the Holy Spirit is, the advantages that God wants to give you and I through the Holy Spirit so that you and I could do some amazing things while we're here on the earth. I'm so excited about this, man. You cannot talk about the Holy Spirit enough. And today, 
I want to take it a step further. I'm going to read a scripture, John chapter 16, verse 13. I want you to, to get your Bibles out, read along with me, because we're going to talk about the Holy Spirit in another dimension today. We've been talking about he's the reminder. We've been talking about he's the empowerment. Today, I want you to see another side of the Holy Spirit that's going to be a blessing to us. John 16, verse 13 says this, However, when he, the Spirit of truth, has come. Again, this is Jesus talking about the Holy Spirit. He references him to being the Spirit of truth. Watch this. He will guide you into all truth. He won't speak on his own authority, but whoever, he, whatever he hears, he will speak and he will tell you things to come. This is amazing. He will tell you and me things to come. This, this word translated in the Greek actually means this. He will announce in detail. Isn't this powerful? The Holy Spirit doesn't want us to live in a gray uh, uh, zone. He wants us to live in a zone that's filled with color, filled with detail, filled with the ability for you to know what your next steps are. You don't know who to marry. You don't know what job to take. You don't know what house to buy. The Holy Spirit's role is to show us, according to the scripture, things that are to come. I'm going to call this message today, today, the Holy Spirit, your guide for life. Let's pray and we'll get into the word today. All right. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you and I appreciate you so much. Holy Spirit, I, I sense your power. I sense your presence. And so now I ask you that you would use me in this message to, to bring revelation, to illuminate the hearer. Lord, that they would walk in another dimension of the Holy Spirit. And Holy Spirit, I ask you, to come alive in me, come alive in the listener, and you be glorified in this message. And Father, we will give you all the honor and glory and praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right. The Holy Spirit, our guide for life. You know, that's the number one question I get as a pastor all the time. What are my next steps? What are the, what are the next things that I, that I should I be doing, Pastor Dino? And I, I just want to know if I'm in the will of God. Am I in the will of God? Am I not in the will of God? And it's a big guessing game. It's the first and number one thing that people always talk to me about. And I always tell them, you know what? Um, the Holy Spirit is our guide for life. Now, you guys all know that you, most of you guys watching, you've got one of these, okay? And there's a GPS on, these, on this guy, right? And you all know that with that GPS, we're able to find locations that are remote or locations that are just out of the way, right? I mean, the other day, someone was trying to tell me how to find a shop in a remote area, and they, were, and they didn't have a GPS, and, and, and they had an address, but they thought that they could tell me the directions, and like, I was going to remember all of the directions, right? You got to go down over here, turn right, and then when you see the big red barn, you turn left. Like, who's going to turn left at a big red barn today? I was like, I let them just roll on, you know, with the directions like you would too. Okay. And then I kindly said, Hey, can I just have the address? Cause I'll plug it into my GPS. I'll plug it into my guide. Come on somebody. All right. And so this is what we do. Why would, would God want you and I to go through life without a guide? 
The Holy Spirit is our built-in guide. And the scripture tells us really clear that he will tell us things to come or he will help us in our daily life. Listen, it happened coming to the studio. We're getting into the car and, and hurriedly getting out to, 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 to get here. And, and, uh, and I hear the Holy Spirit say to me, don't forget the transponder to get in here. It's a security situation and you need a transponder to get in here. And we left it in the other car. And so before I pulled out of the driveway, the Holy Spirit said to me, get the transponder. I, I went and got it out of the other car, stuck it in our car. And, that, and, and here's, it's something so small, but it's, it's a daily situation. And I want you to get this. The Holy Spirit wants to work in our lives in a daily way, on a daily basis. Not just the big life-changing decisions, but the everyday decisions. One time I was getting ready to, to do some errands and I needed to pick up a few things and, and I structured my errand day based on when the certain places were going to close. And so I had it all mapped out. But while I was leaving, I heard the Holy Spirit say, you should change it up and go to this other location first and then backtrack. And I just, I know enough to just be led like that. And so I did. I just followed that prompting. I followed that leading. When I got there, I realized that the store that I was going to end up last was closing early that day. It was amazing. I was so stunned when I got there. And I was like, the Holy Spirit was trying to help me. I know it sounds so little and, and, so, and such a minor thing. But listen, I was grateful that I was able to get everything done with my guide, the Holy Spirit, who helped me. And he wants to help you the exact same way. He is our guide. Look what Psalm 37, 23 says. It says, the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. He delights in each step they take. Do you realize it is the Lord that orders your steps? It is the Holy Spirit that wants to help you in the order of your steps. Think about that. Order. He helped me order my, uh, my errands. And it's the Holy Spirit that wants to help you order your life. He wants to help you guide your way through life. Isn't this awesome? And the Bible goes on and clearly tells you that God delights in each step that you take. It's amazing. He is happy when you follow that leading because the Lord, when you're, when you're succeeding, it's like God succeeds. He wants you to succeed. He's like that coach that just, just loves watching his players succeed. And he's given us this guide to help us succeed. Look what Isaiah 48, 17 says. I love this. This is amazing. The Message Bible translation says, I am God, your God, who teaches you how to live right and well, and I will show you what to do and where to go. I mean, it can't get any more simple than this. He will show us what to do and where to go. Come on, this is, this is amazing. When you understand the person of the Holy Spirit, He is a person, and He wants to be your guide. He wants to assist you. He wants to help you. It's so amazing. He wants to help you not only with the big decisions, but he wants to help you with your daily decisions as well, if you will let him. And here's the thing. As I was meditating about this and praying about it, and you just got to get this. It is not difficult. 
to hear the voice of the Holy Spirit and to follow him. It's not. We've made it difficult because we think the Holy Spirit's some gas out there and you got to do a bunch of gyrations and backflips to hear the voice of God. And I'm telling you, it's simple because listen, here's why I know it's simple. If you, if you choose to side in with what religion teaches or what this other person teaches, as opposed to what the Word of God teaches, then you can be confused. Because, but the Word is very simple. The Bible says, if you seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, it goes on to say, all of these other things are going to be added unto us. All right? So if, if the Scripture says, just seek first Jesus and then all these other things are going to be added, then it it should be simple to hear the voice of the Holy Spirit. It should be simple because the Scripture says that this is the day that the Lord has made for you. And we should rejoice in it. If this 24-hour period God made for you and me, then it should be simple to follow the leading of the Holy Spirit. It should be simple because Jesus said, if you seek me, you will what? Find me. So it should be simple. And he goes on even more, in in even more of a simple way. Jesus says, ask and you will receive. It's so simple. Now here's where the struggle is. The struggle is this because when we ask and we begin to seek the Lord and and we're seeking the guidance of the Holy Spirit, sometimes we... Our expectation is is that we're going to receive a cloud-parting experience or some booming voice or someone's going to come across your path and just say, thus saith the Lord, do this, okay? But oftentimes that's not how the Holy Spirit leads us. In fact, all Jesus wants us to do in this simple way is seek first the kingdom of God, make that request, just like he said, then relax, And as you relax, you'll take the pressure off of yourself because this is the conclusion that I have come to when it comes to the will of God, especially the Holy Spirit leading me, that what I'm doing right now, right now, especially if I've prayed and I'm seeking first the kingdom of God, especially if I'm saying, I'm seeking you, Lord, I'm asking you for your direction, then what you're doing right now must be the will of God for this moment. For this, I'm not saying forever, but for this very moment, it must be the will of God. The job that you're in that you don't like, it must be the will of God just for this moment. Maybe that situation that you're in, um, whether it's uh, uh, um, a relational issue or, or maybe a struggle that you're in right now to try to overcome something. I'm not saying that the struggle is the will of God, but right where you are at is the will of God because there's something in it that God is trying to teach us. There's something in it that the Holy Spirit wants to marvelously reveal. And so when it comes to knowing what my next steps are going to be for my life, I've just found out this. I'm going to relax. I've done my part to seek first. I've done my part to ask. And now I'm just going to relax. And I'm just going to trust that what I'm doing right now must be where I'm supposed to be. And when it's time to move on to the next level, then I will move on to the next level. Man, I hope you're following with me right now because I think a lot of us can uh, get rid of a lot of stress, a lot of anxiety, a lot of wondering, a lot of, lot of complaining even, okay, about what my next step is, complaining about where I'm at right now. How about we just practice, Lord, I prayed and I believed you 
where I'm at right now must be right where I'm at. I need to stop complaining. I need to stop thinking that the grass is greener on the other side and just rest right where I'm at right now and trust that God knows exactly what he's doing with our life. And the Holy Spirit is there to encourage us and the Holy Spirit is there to guide us. Listen, look at this. Look at this scripture. This is amazing. Proverbs 20, 24. Ready? Ready? You should look at this, underline it, highlight this, put it up someplace around your house and remind you of what the scripture tells us. It says, the Lord directs our steps. The Holy Spirit is ordering our steps. He's ordering our life. He's ordering those things that, are, that, that we're in right now. He knows. It's not a secret, the struggle that you're in. It's not a secret, the unhappiness that you might be in. It's not a secret of the unpleasant experience you may be having right now. It's not a secret to him, okay? So for, understand that. But it says the Lord directs our steps. So why try to understand everything along the way? Why try to figure this thing out? I'm offering to you another side of this to relax in the Holy Spirit. Relax. He's your guide. All right. He wants to walk you through the difficult times. It is easy to hear him. It becomes difficult when we struggle and when we complain. And here's the deal. I want you to understand something. Besides, even if you think you make, even if you've made a mistake, um, or, or maybe you've made a bad choice. Somehow we believe the lie that even in our mistakes or our bad choices, that God is not big enough to be able to work those failures into the plan that he has for our life. I mean, that's one of the greatest truths that I've ever learned in, in following the Lord is that he is so big. He's not caught unawares of our bad choices. He's not caught unaware of our stubbornness. He's not caught unaware of our anxiety or our fears or even in our complaining. He's not caught unawares by any of that. And he is big enough to be able to work all of the difficulty that we place ourselves in, bad choices, all right, bad habits, or even sin. He is so big, he's able to make all of our negative past, even our current failures, work for the plan that he has for our life. Think of the Apostle Peter. Think about that. He walked with Jesus. All right. He saw Jesus' ways. Jesus was not violent. But there in the garden, Peter decided to get violent. He pulled out a sword and he cut a man's ear off, thinking that he was going to save the day because he was Peter the leader. And Jesus had to reach out, pick up the guy's ear, and heal it, all right? Jesus never said to Peter, well, Peter, because of this failure, you can't be a leader in my church now. Because of this failure, you can't write letters that are going to go in the canonized Bible that are going to help people for thousands of years. He didn't say that. Jesus worked Peter's failure into the plan that God had for his life. Think of the apostle Paul. We preach out of a Bible, out of a New Testament, where a man wrote two-thirds of it, but prior to writing the Bible, he was guilty of killing Christians. But God somehow was big enough to work Paul's failure into the plan that God had for his life. Whatever station that you're in, even if you make a mistake, even if you've got failure in your life, think of Rahab, the prostitute. God was able to work all of that negative failure in her life into the plan that God had for her. Because you guys know the story. You've heard me say it a thousand times. She married Israelite nobility, and the bloodline of Jesus went right through her. 
God is able to work our failures into the plan that he has for our life. That's the reason why when it comes to listening to the Holy Spirit, taking steps at following his lead, following his direction, we can't be afraid. Relax, first of all, you must be right where you are supposed to be. I think about a famous worship leader who wanted to get married and she was working with a guy that was right next to her and, and, and he was everything that she was believing for in a husband, everything, except he didn't have green eyes. She had heard very specifically from the Lord that she was going to marry a man who had green eyes. I know this sounds weird, but she held firm. She just said, no, I want to obey God. This is what God said. I really like this guy. Everything about him would be perfect. But the Lord said, green eyes. So something happened, and, and this guy had to go to another state to do some work. I think it was Arizona. And he was outside so much in the heat in Arizona. You guys all know that. Somehow, the heat in Arizona or whatever happened there, it put a tint of green in his eyes. So when he left that assignment and went back to that church to work with that worship leader, he went back with a green tint in his eyes. And as soon as she saw the eyes, she's like, my God, that's my husband. They got married. They're living happily ever after right now. Okay. So even if, even in that, she was holding fast that she wanted to obey God, thinking that she was making a mistake, but God was working all of that out for her. That's the reason why it's so important just to chill out and relax don't stress out. Just stay content in the situation that you're in and trust God. Because it, here's what happens. We get off into complaining. We get off into wondering. We get off into second guessing. God, did I, did I miss you? Did I not miss you? All of that. And it results at a, 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 a turmoil. It's like, it's like complaining all the way to the airport when you're in traffic. All that complaining isn't going to move to traffic. It doesn't make things go any faster. If anything, you feel like it's going slower, all right? So I'm learning that as long as I take the time to seek first the kingdom of God, then where I'm at right now must be the will of God. The Holy Spirit's leading me. My steps are ordered, just like we've read, and we need to just relax, it was never supposed to be difficult to follow the Holy Spirit. It wasn't. We've made it difficult. But the Scripture clearly tells us, the Scripture clearly tells us that my sheep know my voice. It clearly tells us. You and I can get so, so intimately acquainted with the voice of the Holy Spirit that it ought to be something that we hear on a daily basis. Let me read this to you in Romans chapter 8. Let me show you how it works, okay? I think you're going to find this very interesting. All right, for as many, Romans 8, verses 14 through 15, I want you to take a second to find it for yourself. We're going to put it on the screen there for you, but I still want you to see it for yourself. It says, for as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are sons of God. For you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you received the spirit of adoption by whom we cry out, Abba, Father. So this scripture clearly tells us that you and I can be led by the Holy Spirit. It's so clear. It's right here. And the Holy Spirit wants to lead us every single day. Now, let me tell you something. I personally believe when the Holy Spirit wants to get involved in leading you, he will lead you into success. He will lead you into advantages, all right, because he is the advantage. And here's one of the reasons why. I, I believe this, or not just, just stick with me in this. 
Because this scripture in verse 14 says, for as many as led by the spirit of God, these are sons of God. I want you to underline that. And you need to just hear what I'm about to say. Because the apostle Paul never referred to anybody as sons of God. All right. He always referred to them as children of God or a child of God. All right. Or right here, Abba, Father, we cry out as adoptions as sons, but he never used the term sons of God. All right. And, the, and you have to go back to the law of first mention, all right? The law of first mention on this phrase, sons of God, goes back to Genesis chapter 6, where it was talking about how the sons of God had relationship with women in the earth. And as a result, powerful creatures or powerful beings were born, okay? So a lot of Jewish scholars believe that this term, sons of God, refers to that. It can also refer to coming into the family of God, for sure. But they also believe, because of the law first mentioned, it can, it can refer to men who, who received a divine empowerment. This is amazing. I'm trying to tell you the advantage that we have by following the Holy Spirit. The advantage we have of allowing the wind to hit that dead leaf, allowing the wind of the Spirit to hit our dead life, and suddenly we have the advantage. Suddenly we have an empowerment. Suddenly we're doing things that we never thought that we could do before. Suddenly we're on mission trips. Suddenly I'm on another continent praying for people and watching people get healed, watching people get saved because of the divine empowerment of the Holy Spirit. In fact, you know, I went on that mission trip years ago and, and, and just walked in such power on that mission trip. It was amazing. But just think about this. Four years earlier, I was doing nothing for the Lord. Nothing. My life was dead. My life was like that leaf laying on the sidewalk. But when I started to walk with God and I started to follow the leading of the Holy Spirit and I started to allow him to lead me, he was that wind that hit my life. And I've been dancing and I've been twirling and I've been doing all kinds of things for the Lord ever since the Holy Spirit hit me. That's the advantage of the Holy Spirit coming into our life. That's the advantage the Apostle Paul was talking about to as many of these who are led by the Spirit they are the sons of God. They are people who are going to do amazing things. You know you're called to do amazing things. You cannot do amazing things in and of yourself. But you can do amazing things when the Holy Spirit hits you. You may not be able to open up your uh, uh, a scripture and read it publicly right now. But when the Holy Spirit hits you, it is amazing the things that will come out of your mouth. I was a stutterer. My tongue wouldn't work right. But when the Holy Spirit hit me, suddenly I began to speak clearly and articulately. I promise you, I promise you, if you're watching this for the first time, that when I was in high school, I was in special education classes because I could not talk right. And one day in Tulsa, Oklahoma, after a convention, the Holy Spirit hit my tongue. I know exactly where it was. It was like this wind that hit me. And from that point forward, I have been able to do what I've been doing. I've been doing it for years. It's not because of some supernatural uh, or some, some natural gifting that I have. I do what I do because the wind hit me. I'm allowing the wind to hit this dead leaf and you come alive, you receive an empowerment, you begin doing things that you've never done before when you understand about the Holy Spirit and the advantage. Jesus said it. 
He said, greater things would you and I do when the Holy Spirit would come upon us. We would heal the sick. We'd raise the dead. And yes, we would cast out devils. Yes, we would stand toe to toe with demonic activity and tell it by the power of the Holy Spirit that it must bow to the name of Jesus. That needs to be preached more and more today. All right. The Holy Spirit wants to be our guide for life. All right. Let me show you how this all works. I'm going to wrap this up. Oh, man, it's, it's so simple how this works. But you have to understand the Holy Spirit wants to lead you. Relax. Trust him that whatever situation you're in right now must be the will of God. And he's either working on you or he's working on helping you to get out of the situation. Just relax. Chill out. All right, this is the day that he's made for you. Now, I want you to see this last scripture today in 1 Thessalonians 5.23, because I want you to see how this all comes together, all right? 1 Thessalonians 5.23 says this, Now may the God of all peace make you holy in every way, and may your whole spirit, soul, and body be kept blameless until our Lord Jesus Christ comes again. Now, I want you to see this, students of the Bible. Please see this, all right? This scripture tells us the spirit, soul, and body be kept blameless. And here's what you and I both have to know, is that you and I are made up of three parts. I am a spirit. My true me is a spirit. I live in this body. Some people call it the earth suit. And I have a mind and a will and emotions. This is where we make our decisions, right? There's three of us. There's three parts of us, okay? Spirit, soul, and body. Now, you really want to know how to be led by the spirit? You have to understand this, that the Holy Spirit is a spirit, and he will communicate to you and I through our spirit. Okay, that's how it works. And so here's what happens. Because you're made up of three parts, all right, this part of your spirit, this part of you is the flesh, all right, your body, and in the middle is where you make your decisions, okay? That part of you that you feed the most, right here, this is your decision maker, this part of you that you feed the most will determine which one leads you the most. So over here, you have the Holy Spirit trying to minister to your spirit to lead you to be that leaf that will spin around, do things you never thought that you could do, right? Errands that would make you, put you in an advantageous position, lead you, tell you uh, what to offer in contracts and what to buy and what not to buy. My brother tells an amazing story how the Holy Spirit told him to buy a certain building and, and almost like a week or two later, the thing had gone up in price. But he'll tell you it was because the Holy Spirit was leading him. The Holy Spirit will tell you who to marry, who not to marry. He'll tell you things like, I'll allow you to marry this one, but it's not my best. Come on, somebody. He'll lead you, all right? But, you have to, but this, the, your decision maker is the one, your soul is the one that's going to determine whether you were led by the Spirit or you're led by the flesh, your fleshly desires. See, Satan's on this side, and he's constantly feeding the flesh, feeding carnal desires like, like you know, oh, maybe you're not happy with the person that you're married with, or, or maybe, you know, oh, you know, you don't have six-pack abs, so you better go on some eating situation, and, and it turns into an eating disorder. And, and, oh, you know, everybody else has a happier life than you do, and, and why should you even live? Your life's not worth it. You should just take your life anyways. Nobody cares. So the, the, so the enemy is constantly feeding your flesh to believe these things, right? And the Holy Spirit is constantly saying, hey, follow me. 
I want to supercharge your life. (laughs) I want to guide you. I want to lead you. I want to order your steps. See? And so here's the deal. Whatever we feed our soul will determine which way we go. If I feed my soul the word of God, or being in messages like this, being around people that want to be led by the Holy Spirit, being what we said earlier, seeking first the kingdom of God and believing that this is the day that the Lord is made, believing all that stuff, then what happens? You're feeding your spirit, you're feeding your soul, and as, you're, as you feed your soul spirit food, which is the word of God, then what happens? You start leaning this way towards the voice of the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit uh, begins to speak to you. You begin to be a little more sensitive to his leadings and to the promptings and to the directions that he's giving you for your life. But if all we do is spend all of our time feeding ourselves Netflix, feeding ourselves on complaining, feeding ourselves on how unhappy we are, feeding ourselves on, oh, the position I'm in life right now just stinks. The grass is always greener on the other side. Then we begin to feed our flesh and we're not able to hear the voice of the Holy Spirit. It's so simple, you guys. I've learned in my life, and I hope you hear this today, that the more time you spend in prayer, the more time you spend in the Word of God, the more time you spend worshiping God, the more time you spend with other believers in small groups or in communities that believe the same, you start being led by the Holy Spirit more, right? The enemy knows this. And that's the reason why he fills the world with distractions. He fills the world with pleasures. He fills the world with, with, with complaining and, and discontent. And so that we would fill our soul with all that complaining and all discontent and not follow the Spirit. Come on, are you tracking with me? My goal here today is to help you to understand that the Holy Spirit wants to lead you. And it can be so simple. And maybe, maybe today... It'll be the day that you say, you know what? I am, I am putting too much negative media inside of me. I, I tell you, <laughs> there was a time when I, when I, you know, years ago, there was, a, there was a commentator on television, and I just, I got so caught up in that guy, and he would always get into these debates with people, and he would, and he would always end with like, what say you, you know? And I remember being so caught up with that and getting into kind of a heated discussion with my wife about something, and I remember ending my part of that discussion with, what say you? And I was so mean about it. And I realized I had spent too much time feeding my soul on all of that negativity. And I was taking it on on her. I was taking it on somebody who loved me, taking it on somebody who really wanted to help me with my life. I was attacking her because I was feeding the wrong thing. I had to make an adjustment. I had to stop feeding myself on all that negativity, all that harshness, all that complaining, all that debating, because it was coming into my marriage. And I, and I started feeding myself more in the Word of God. I started feeding myself more in how to treat my family, how to treat my spouse, how to pastor people, how to love people the way Jesus would love. And it all came right from the Word of God. It all came from my prayer time. It all came from my worship time, my personal worship time, my personal prayer time. And I found this. I found this sensitivity started to come to hear the Holy Spirit more, to hear the Holy Spirit more. I'll never forget one time leaving my house early in the morning one time, and and I was mean. I was mean to my wife. And 
Um, and she was so kind and gracious about it. And, but I, I, just, I remember leaving and driving and I was praying right, while I was driving and worshiping while I was driving. And while I was praying and worshiping, I heard the Holy Spirit speak to my spirit that I was mean to my wife and I was wrong. And he was so kind how he said it. It didn't make me feel condemned. It didn't make me feel like I was a loser of losers. I just said, oh my God, I can't believe I did that to her because in my heart, I didn't want to be mean to her. So right then, I called her from the car and I said, baby, I'm so sorry. I was mean. And I just, I just have this conviction to call you and, let, and, and apologize to you. I, I'm telling you guys the easy way right here. The easy way. Now, I didn't know. She was really hurt by this. She told me she told me weeks later that she was really hurt by the way I left the house and treated her that day. But she, she held it all together. We just had a, a, a new child, and she was trying to be a tough mom, pastor's wife. You know, I, I, was, I was in business, and she was trying to help me with that as well. It was crazy. She was trying to hold it all together about coming across like she was weak. Listen, the Holy Spirit fought her battle for her. The Holy Spirit fought for her. And listen, that situation was effortlessly diffused, effortlessly fixed, because I was feeding on the Word of God. I was feeding in prayer. I was feeding in worship. And I heard the Holy Spirit say, do this. Friends, don't miss out on this. This is so simple. It will become difficult. It will become difficult if you insist on feeding your flesh on feeding carnal desires, on feeding selfishness, on feeding, I got to do it my way, on feeding my pride, on feeding, you know, I'm never going to be happy, uh, feeding it, grass is always greener on the other side. It's difficult to hear the Holy Spirit when we feed on all this negativity. But my prayer today is that we can make an adjustment and begin feeding on the precious Word of God, the precious Spirit of God leading us then we allow that wind to hit us and like that leaf man we're doing all kinds of beautiful dances beautiful gyrations beautiful appointments beautiful breakthroughs beautiful being in the right place at the right time doing things as sons of god with a divine empowerment that's the will of god for you and me I hope that you're getting something out of this, and especially if you're watching today and you've never heard any of this stuff. I'm telling you, this is why we serve Jesus. Jesus wants to empower you. Jesus wants to love you. Jesus wants to help you be successful. And he gave us the person of the Holy Spirit to do that. You, maybe you've never received Jesus. Maybe you've never put your faith in Jesus. This is the beginning of stepping into a relationship with the Holy Spirit. So right where we're at right now, I want you to bow your head. If you've never put your faith in Jesus, just pray this simple prayer like that right now. And, and, and after I pray with you, I want to pray for those of you who want to receive the Holy Spirit. So just stay with me, okay? But right now, if you say, I've never put my faith in Jesus, we're gonna do it right now. And pray a simple prayer just like this. Lord Jesus, come into my life. I surrender my life to you. Be my savior. I recognize that you are the son of God who was sent to this earth to die for my sin and that God raised you from the dead to pay for my sin. 
I receive you as my Savior right now. Amen. Amen. That's all. If you prayed that prayer for the first time, I want you to, to put the word Jesus in chat. And I want to send you a link to help you move on with some next steps in your life. And one of the next steps in your life is this, is asking the Holy Spirit to become more real in your life. Now, I'm going to pray this right now. For those of you who, who have put your faith in Jesus, the Holy Spirit wants to be more real in your life, wants to lead you. He wants to help you order your day, order your life, order your marriage, order your business, order your ministry. The Holy Spirit wants to do this for you. All right, so I want right now, right where you're at, I want you just to stretch your hands toward the screen and just pray this prayer with me. Holy Spirit, fill them right now. Fill them with your power. Fill them with your goodness. Baptize them even in the Holy Spirit with the Bible evidence of speaking in other tongues. Just baptize them right now, wherever they are, for the one that's hungry for it, the one that's not afraid. Just baptize them right now. Oh, Holy Spirit, help them. Help them to understand how real you are. Help them to understand the advantages that are just waiting for them right now. Help them to understand it right now in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Come on, I just want you just to receive that. Receive that. Oh, the Holy Spirit's doing something right now. The Holy Spirit is bringing a marriage together. You've been at odds. The Holy Spirit is bringing you together right now. You don't even realize why, but a light's going on inside of both of you. This is the work of the Holy Spirit bringing you guys together right now. Oh, come on, just yield to him. Just follow him. Just follow him. Somebody else, you're about to enter into a business transaction, and the Holy Spirit wants you to know that he is with you in that transaction and to trust him. Don't be afraid. Engage Trust him. Just trust him right now. Thank you, Lord. Come on, just worship a moment with me. God, I just worship you. I thank you for what you're doing right now. I just sense your presence. Holy Spirit, bless anybody by the sound of my voice that's struggling with any kind of sickness. I pray for you right now in Jesus' name. And I just declare that by the stripes of Jesus, God's healing power is touching you. Whatever ails you, God is touching you. He touched me last night. I had terrible back pain last night. And today, I prayed last night while I was in bed. I woke up this morning. It wasn't completely gone, but right now as I'm standing before you, I cannot feel back pain. Holy Spirit, go. Receive God's healing touch right now, wherever you are. You know, people say, this is weird. I don't care. There's so much weirdness in the world today. I'm saying be healed in the name of Jesus. Liver disorders, being healed in the name of Jesus. Back problems being healed right now in the name of Jesus. Come on, share this with somebody that's dealing with some kind of sickness. Go ahead right now, share it with them. Don't be afraid. It's the easiest way to share the gospel. Hit that share button with a person struggling with any of the things I've called out. Just go ahead and share this with them. And let's watch God do some supernatural things. Oh, just amazing always to be with you. I could just keep going on and on, but I've got to shut this down. I love you. Come on, we're going to be back here next week talking about the Holy Spirit. But in the meantime, come on, get into your Bible. Spend a little extra time reading it. 
worshiping God on your own. Come on, let's put the flesh down and let's spend a little bit more time with the Spirit and watch what God wants to do in your life. I love you and we'll see you next time. Hopefully this message was encouraging to you and if it was, tell a friend. And thank you for your generosity. Your generosity enables us to take the message of God's unchanging love all around the world. For more information on how to give and about the ministry, visit us at therevolutionchurch.com. We'll see you right back here next week.